Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield Dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. I'm Stephen Purden and let's welcome the team. First, a man who this week said he didn't rate Ryan Giggs' goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final. You know, the one where he ran the full length of the pitch. It's Chris Toll. Alright, Trips, what's happening? <laughs> right, and now welcome a man who continues to celebrate the only championship to end up at Rangers after Drew McIntyre won the WWE belt. It's Grado, he's back. Back <laughs> That's a good point, by the way. There you go. The WWE champ is a bear. And uh, I just want to apologize to all the listeners. I wasn't here last week. I was in my bed no wheel all week. My bird called it man flu. But uh, because of the whole situation with the fibre aid and all that, I had to go for a coronavirus test. A test? A A coronavirus test, mate. A coronavirus test? Aye. So I had a temperature. Didn't have the safe throat. But I went for it. And, mate, it was going to a war zone. I had to go to Glasgow Airport. Uh, like the, the long stay car park man I thought to myself mate I don't know if I want to get into this situation man where there's folk here that are getting tested and they could have it and it was all this you get in your motor and uh, you pull up and there's a guy with a sign stop the car turn off the engine do not open your windows kind of like a rock steady guy something for <laughs> rock steady they're doing it and they'll get masks on and all that and I'm like oh, what are you doing what in here was uh, it one of the guys that's the security at the pavilion <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it probably was. That's what I'm thinking when you said Rock's dead, I bet you it was. <laughs> so then you drive for it, and then uh, this nurse comes out with the gear on you, and I'm like to the nurse, listen, I hope you don't give me it. I mean, come on, you would deal with full coordination. Oh, no, it's, it's fine. I'm wearing all the protective gear. So i done it. Um, she put this swab down my throat. I was driving home. I wanted to wait it. And uh, I've been paranoid that I go to Arthur, but do you know what? This is you give the results in 72 hours. Do you came when I got the results? On the fucking 69th floor, I've been shut myself all weekend, sitting myself, fucking sweating gravy. But the, the results are back. I'm negative and uh, all good. But you were one of the lucky ones, Ian. <laughs> exactly. Touch wood. T- to be fair, but Grado, that's probably the only time you've had a swab and it has come back negative. <laughs> <laughs> no in 10 years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? See how um, I go. I actually got out of my bed either Saturday or Sunday. Guess what I tried on Monday for the very first time? What? what? Mad Dog. 2020. Is it Liam, Liam Dog? Owen calls it Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> 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 Aye, but I get slagged. Apparently, apparently, I get the wrong one. Apparently, I get the shite one. I woke up the next day and it's fucking brilliant. Right, I hear the story of the first, the first time I ever drank MD. Mm-hmm. Right, so I was in there, I was over at the shop at Mabbit, right? And God forgive me, right? I, <laughs> the guy was stalking up his shop and he went into the shop and left the van open. And there was a bottle of MD sitting and I fucking stole it. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I planked it, and we went and got it. Me and my mates, we went and got it that weekend. How the fuck did you plank an MD twenty twenty bottle down your tap? No, I took. It, I just grabbed it. I didn't plank it. I grabbed it and ran. But buggery. The next what, time, what I went was it? Uh, it was a pink one. What was it? Aye, no, that's a good one. The, no, it was a the strawberry kiwi one. And, kiwi and lime or something. It was. It was oh, disgusting. Right. It was barking. But anyway. Uh, 
Aye, me and, the, me and the boys planked it and then we get wired into it at the weekend and I've hated it ever since, man. Next time I went into the shop, the guy clocked me and went like that, you stole a bottle of MD out the back of the van. I was like, no, never, no, never, no. Fucking let me away with it, didn't he? Didn't he even do anything, let me away with it. Too. So is that the only thing you've stole too? No, Where man. Have you stole, Bob? I, I, I've only stole one thing in my whole entire life. It was a pack of fitness stickers out of, Mo- out of no Morrison's. It was Safeway at the time. I shot myself for about three months. Thought the post were going to come to the door. Well, oh, I remember man. when I was at school and my mom and dad went after not because they, they just put new windies in the school, right? But now the putty they put around the windies. Aye. We, we thought it was blue tack and I used to have hundreds of posters in my room. So I took hundreds of putty off the windy put it in my pocket and I get caught after he day and I get a uh, suspension for like two days. That's not the fucking thing you've, you've stole, surely. Ah, I'm not a good boy, mate. Here, do you know what? My brother applied for deal or no deal, right? And one of the questions was, name some, say something that nobody knows about you, right? And he, and he, and he wrote down, um, he was in the diesel shop and he put on a pair of jeans and they walked out with him. I went, you can't fucking put that in the deal or no deal. Well, application form, that you stole a pair of diesel jeans <laughs> I will get him on the border. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Fibber this week's been a big sign, is it no? It's not been much happening, is it? Ah, not at all. We need uh, folk. What are you thinking, folk fan? John McAnally, the producer. It's not your league that's all going to up, is it no? Well, yeah, it is at the moment. I'd... You in that I... WhatsApp group? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in. It's the only time in my life that I've sided with Rangers and bloody hearts. I can't, I can't believe it. But I, I think it has been an absolute farce. It, you know, you've you read between the lines. This Dundee voting, then no voting, and now they've changed their voting. At the time of broadcast, at this point, they have voted apparently yes. So the the league's over. But listen, you're one point off, and then Wraith Rovers are coming out last night saying. We will uh, adamantly go against anything that doesn't crown us champions. We're, we're one point away with them. We're a better goal difference. Still to play them. And these are fixtures. What? Listen, you know it's a farce when fucking Michael Stewart says it's a farce. Do you know I'm what I mean? Tom English. Aye, you know you like that. I mean, they too, you know what I mean? Tom English, Michael Stewart and John McAnally agree with the Rangers supporters. You <laughs> know what I mean? That's that just shows you. I tell you, I, I, don't, I don't understand enough about it to be able to comment well, to see, honest see, the, see, be honest with you, it is a fuss that we're also commenting on it in this current situation where you turn on the news and they tell you that thousands of folk are dead and blah, 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 and we're arguing Aye. about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Sometimes you're you've got to put it in perspective, do you know what I'm saying? It's only Aye. football. It's only exactly, football. They, should just, they should just fucking postpone the season until they can play again and then just play the season. No, it's oh, a farce, man. man, it's a farce, I mean. Do you know what's, do you know what's a bigger farce? What? <coughs> the New what? River City theme song. Let's. I think so. You're fucking right. right, it's shite. I'm get right, right, ho, ho, ho. Right, right. You're in episodes, you can't sit there and fucking start shouting, it's shite, right? You must have heard it in bitten like that. Nah, that's no. I mean, I know you can't say it's shite in case you lose your job, but <laughs> I, I, I made you a song, I made you a song to come out of the wrestling and it was far better. Can I play it I've for you? I've never heard that. Ah, you have. <laughs> 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 That's a fucking tune. By the way, big big Drew should I commit to that at WrestleMania? Hey, do you know I, I paid I, I, I paid thirty pound for that to be made. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Right, so a couple of things to deal with first. A big happy birthday to Rangers fan Chris Westcott, who turned 29 last week, and I was meant to wish him a happy birthday last week. Producer John asked me today, and I'm really sorry. Happy birthday, Chris. Hope you had a belter. I feel terrible. Happy birthday, Chris, my man. 29, good age. Hope you, hope you had, I hope you had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday, Chris. I hope it was shite. <laughs> I know you wouldn't let us down there, Chris. I knew you were going to say something like that. Nah, in all seriousness, I hope you had a decent birthday, mate. It's shite to have to spend your birthday in this sort of fucking situation. Exactly. Talking about the wrestling, right? So Sutton was picking a fight with the WWE champion, <laughs> Drew McIntyre, right? Who's also a Rangers supporter. So we were wondering what footballers would make good wrestlers. Credo, what do you think? Big Vinny Jones. There you go. It's a good one. He, he turned up at a WWE show years ago and, and it, it was class, man. The crowd were well behind him and I'd love to have seen him in a fight. I'm trying to think other folk. I never knew we were going to be talking about this. What about Morelos? Oh, hi, by the way. A boy a boy got in contact with his on Twitter about this and he said Bobo Baldi and I can't think of anybody that personifies it more, to be honest with you. Definitely. He would be. He would right. be. Aye, definitely. Alright, I've got one for you. I've got one for you. See, remember the big the big fat bastard goalie that sat in ate a pie alive in the telly? He could be evil a big daddy. <laughs> what do you mean he's like big daddy? He's like Grado. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent a belter in, right? Oh, I think yeah. Arthur Boric, the holy goalie, Stephen Roch sent it in, classic wind up merchant, and had and would have made a good body. I agree. Oh, I, think he would, I think he would have been the biggest face in the company. Nah, you would think that. <laughs> he would be I... good in Ireland. <laughs> I like um, somebody saying Terry Butcher not too bad if he says Terry for his Butcher. blade job if anybody doesn't know what a blade job was uh, it's Aye. when wrestlers draw blood and he's talking about the blade job for when he played for England that's actually quite a good one but then somebody has wrote only one answer the beast Adibai Akinwa is that how you'd be spazzing Akin, Akin Fenwa Adibai Akinfenwa there was a guy there was a German goalkeeper um, that, that ended up signing with WWE. And so he did, mate. You want to have seen the size of this guy, man. So was, there was, was a Portsmouth goalie and all. So this week on the show, we welcome Celtic legend Murdo McLeod, and that will keep Crystal happy. Yes, sir. Yes, it will. It definitely will. And on the Legends Lottery last week, Chris got Tony Watt on, and it was up to me to book someday this week. So have I been able to pull it out of the bag? Would you think, boys? I'm going to say that you better have also what I'm going to say is the fact that we're recording the Legends Lottery the Mora means that the continuity is going to be fucked because you're outside I could be outside the Mora aye but it could be pushing down <laughs> oh, no. plus your chance to win free beer and looking at some of the greatest goals you've seen in Scottish football we'll be talking about that as well and remember if you have any random football banter for us please get on the Twitter at Football Daft Pod Football Daft Podcast on Instagram and just search for Football Daft on Facebook Football Daft with G4 Claims Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172 well, the girls at G4 Claims have been keeping us all entertained. They've been doing parodies of Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin on Twitter. It's a good laugh. They're at, 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 what they're at on Twitter, John? At G4 Claims Limited. At G4 Claims Limited. Then you can go in there and get more information about G4 Claims. Because if you've been in a road accident, and by the way, 
you're only allowed it once a day, and it's for your messages. Nothing else. Don't bring it for nothing else, and get straight back up the road. But if you're involved in an accident, it's not your fault. Go to G4 Claims because they'll make it a hell of a lot easier for you. They're going to provide you with complete accident management support that you require. They will recover their costs from the at-fault party if it's not your fault. They're going to sort you a like-for-like -like vehicle replacement. They're also going to organise your vehicle to be, to be, be, be repaired, blah, 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 at one of their approved body shops, and then they're going to return it to you. Now, should your vehicle be deemed a write-off, they're going to recover the pre-accident value for your car and write you a big fatty of a cheque. And best of all, it's not going to cost you a penny as they charge the at-fault insurance direct. G4 claims don't cold call you. They don't buy that. And once I process your claim, your insurance will remain unscathed or unscathed, however you pronounce it. It's either way, it's good news for yourself. And the best thing is the Kona team, they, they're here and they won't take on your case if they don't think they can help you. So... If you've been involved in a road traffic accident or know somebody that has, get on to G4 Claims on 01698767172. That's 01698767, my favourite my favorite plane, 172. <laughs> get them at notatfaultclaim.com or find them on social media at G4 Claims Limited. G4 Claims, not at fault claims, made easy. Football dafts. Big question. So last week on the show, we had Airdrie legend Brian Prunty on, and he talked us through one of the best goals ever scored in Scottish football, which got us thinking, what's the best goal you've ever seen scored in Scottish football? You want to take it off, Chris? You want to go for it? I'll go for this one, aye. Um, there's been a few. There's been a few screamers, but my favourite one, Paul Lambert's at Celtic Park against Rangers in the 2 nothing game. Um... The season, that we, the season that we stopped 10 in a row. An absolute screamer. It was. It was. I agree. It was a, it was a great goal. What about you, Gredo? I can't remember it. <laughs> 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 He's not even kidding on either. No, no. My favourite right. goal of all time, it was the New Year's game. I can't remember. It might be 97. Bob might be able to help me out. George, George Alberts. Alberts. Free kick, screamer. 697 it was nice. Nah, something like that. I couldn't go to the game because I was nowhere. I was gutted. Seb Rosenthal got introduced at half time, I think. He got introduced. Missed that. But uh, the what hammer. Scored. You even on it have. Oh, he was great. <laughs> he was great. Was it no? Fucking scored goals for fun. Bo Anderson came on and scored two that night. Correct. The so he did. That's when Walter was when running down the, the enclosure. Aye. One of my yeah. favourite goals I've ever seen in Scottish football. Ever. The 4 2 game at Parkhead, Pedro Mendes. Wow, what a goal. And it's that Ian Crocker, Pedro Mendes. It was, it was the technique, the ball, the way Davis took the corner, think to him, the ball's coming across him to control it like a fucking bullet right in it the boat. Oh, what a goal. sensational. Kenny Miller's comeback, member scored two that day, oh, you know? Aye, man, everybody oh, hated him till remember, that. Remember Kenny, Kenny Miller's was a goal back, against remember. Rangers? Don't remember it. Don't remember that, that one. I can't remember that one, mate. In fact, that's my favourite one ever. Kenny Miller's goal for sale against uh, Rangers. You've, you've already said it. You've can't have, you can't have two. Can't, can't have, have that one. I remember, remember he's running away. He's doing all right. Yeah, fucking dancer. Yes. Uh, no, that was not a John Cena. That was not a John Cena. Be right, mate. He's like to the Rangers directors and all that. Oh, get it a big one. Right, so we go. Some of the fun. Came in, Gary Lindsay said, Easy Gazza's second goal, the eight in a row game against Aberdeen. That's when Al McLaren says, Go for it, Gazza. Mark Doherty says, In a game that they have to win, even have a chance of taking the title race further. Nakamura. Why did I have to read that one? That's that player, Chris. That's that player, Chris, doesn't he, right? Jimmy Brown. 
<laughs> Stuart Lovell overheat kick for Livingston against Rangers. That was oh, a good goal. That was no, Remember Jim Hamlin's volley against Selick for Mullerwell? Mate, Jim Hamlin played for every fucking team in Scotland. <laughs> and I, remember, I remember my brother telling me he was working off showroom. I was going, mate, what? He's fucking what? He's played for every team in Scotland on his sign-on fees and he's working off shore. What? Did he play for the Buffs? No, but Andy Walker did. No, hi. Queenie mentioned the week. Well done. Hey! Hey! By the way, listen, my birthday's in June. You better have Polini on before then. <laughs> or on my birthday. Listen, hey, Graham Easton, Griffiths free kick against England. Rab, we have been a Rangers fan. Got to see your gal Bert's Thunderbolt against Celtic. Yep. Yep. Lyle Kane, 6-6 game. Motherwell v Hibs. Lucas Djukovic. What a goal. That was a screamer. I wouldn't look that I mean, up. that was a screamer. I haven't seen that. I don't remember it. It it's... was like Van Basten's volley Man. for Holland against uh, whoever the fuck that was. <laughs> I was good part that day. A looping fucking volley, man. Mm-hmm. Andy Patterson, right? John Wood said Andy Patterson's for Stirling Albion away to Clyde Bank at Dumbarton's old ground. <laughs> screamer, Left, wasn't it? 35 yard screamer. Remember that, man? Fucking hell, blew my mind, man. I'll tell you one. I was there. I'll be in Rovers. I'll be in Rovers versus, I think it was Montrose. Ball drops out about 40 yards out, and the Rovers player manager, Vinnie Moore. Catches it, fall on the volley, right into the bottom corner for about 40 yards out, man. It was a fucking belter. Oh, you're getting my semi here too. That sounds brilliant. <laughs> right. Thanks to all the punters for sending in your favourite goals, but I think the old Albion Rovers one beats everyone in, didn't it, too? Aye, definitely. Aye, it does, man. Screamer. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. The Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Right, so this week, well, every week on Football Daft, we do the Legends Lottery. And it was up to me this week to bring on somebody. Why are you shaking your head? I've not said anything yet. You've made an arse it again, I can <laughs> tell. Right, do you want the honest truth? Aye. The God's honest truth. Aye, I've made an arse <laughs> What? Who did you go after, Stephen? Tell us who you went after. I went, I went after Jerry Britton, but it's probably not. Of all he's, the times to try and get Jerry Britton onto the show. Right. He's not been busy this week, has he? See, I'm... He'll be sitting out really listening to Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I'm on quite good terms with Jerry. I've spoke to him a few times, and I sent him a text, and I thought, why is he dinging me? And then it just all dawned on me. It wasn't the best week to text Jerry Britton. So oh, certainly not. Bad decision. So I tried Jerry Britton. I got in touch with a few other folk, but I failed again. But but this will be my last failure. Right, that's what you said last week, Jesus. Well, oh, I was home, I was homeschooling last week, man. Come on. Oh, I was the skills weren't even on last week. Aye, fucking so, Chris, did you manage to get anybody on the back of thinking that I would probably fuck it up? Um, do you know what? I've, uh, I, I did, I did get somebody, unfortunately, and they, they weren't able to do it at the same time as us. So, I will bring him on either next week or the following week, a hundred percent. Just keep him up your sleeve, Chris. Aye, uh, he's, he's up my duke. He's up my duke for. 
for the next couple of weeks. So, so I would say once, this, once yeah. you start to get in within touching distance, Amy, then right. I'll, I'll, un, I'll unleash this demon upon you. Right. <laughs> you're in the lead, aren't you? Aye. Aye. Well, well, I thought, well, you know, not that I thought you would fail, Stephen, but you've always got to have a back plan B, and, you know, you've always got to have a plan B, right? So I thought, it's time for me to step in here, because Grado's not here to record this bit of the show, because he's at the fire brigade. Aye. So... I thought I'll have a plan B. Now I'd like to welcome to Football Daft. And I'm going to on the leaderboard for this as well, by the way, so I'm expecting a point for this. <laughs> uh, so I, let me welcome to Football Daft, one of my friends. He was Aloha's record signing. He played up front with Kenny Muller at Stennis Muir. He's played against Bobo Baldes, played against Anna Russo, scored against Hearts in the Scottish Cup. My friend, Aloha's record signing, Stennis Muir legend, Ross Hamilton. Hey, hey, how you doing? Good, thank you. Yep. Thanks for playing this. Need to pick Sorry. it up somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hammer, you st- you started your career at Stennis Muir under the legendary Terry Christie. What was he like to work with? Yeah. Um, so, started playing at Stennis Muir when I was still at school. Actually, um, just at the age of, must have been just as I turned eighteen. And uh, got invited along to a training session. Terry Christie was the manager uh, there at the time. And there's some character, Terry Christie, like um, one of the old school regime, but um, an absolute legend in my eyes. And obviously uh, helped me kind of develop over my time and, and made me become probably the player that I, that I was. I thought was a half-decent player anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> So I know, great, great, great person. Um, Loved playing under under him, and uh, obviously we had a really good team uh, when we had Terry Christie there as well. So, aye. What kind of the player? What was the players that you played alongside with Stennis Muir then? Um, obviously, the the biggest highlights there there would be when Kenny Miller came on loan. So in my first season there, uh, Terry Christie managed to get Kenny Miller on loan for Hibs um, for half a season. So. Played up front with Kenny Miller, and that was obviously didn't realise what he was going to go on and, and do at the time. But um, looking back at it now, it was obviously an incredible experience. Um, both of us were, you know, really young. I think he was maybe nineteen, I was eighteen, and uh, both of us played up front. And obviously, he's lightning quick, but you know, I was I was shit off a shovel as well. And uh, you know, most defences kind of struggled to deal with to deal with that. I mean, I get the experience, right? And if I remember when Kenny Miller first came through, um, but was that, see that Stenny team, was that the Stenny team that fucked uh, Hammered Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup that you played for? Uh, no, that was actually the season before they beat, they'd beat, uh, they'd went in that good run in the Scottish, they'd beat Aberdeen, I can't mind, they beat somebody else, didn't they? Aye, they um, got to, did they not get to like the quarters or the semis or something? Uh, aye, I think they, they beat Aberdeen and I think they beat somebody before that, I can't mind who it was, but that was the season before uh, I had joined and they actually won the Challenge Cup as well um, in that year just before I joined as well. So That was <laughs> a good, good Stenny side, what happened when uh, you joined? Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. That's very good. Obviously, they never won anything after I went there. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of some of the guys. It was all really kind of the old guard that was there. It was like Alan Lawrence. Alan Lawrence was there. Uh, Crawford Bapti was there. Oh, was Crawford Bapti. Crawford Bapti. Uh, <laughs> uh, Louis Armstrong, Graham Armstrong was there. 
Did you just say Louis Armstrong? Aye, well, his name's Graham Armstrong. All right. I was like, aye there, oh my God, you played football with him? What a wonderful world. You couldn't wait to get that in there, could you? I know, man, I know. After being quiet when Murdo was on, I've got to get all these shit out. See, when you're playing with Steady Ham, you've obviously played against Rangers, didn't you? You and Kenny Miller played up front against Rangers. Aye, so first season... First season there, um, we had Whitehill Welfare and I think it was the second round before all the big teams come in. And uh, we had, believe it or not, we drew with Whitehill Welfare, Whitehill Welfare in the first game. So the draw then got made for the, the actual, you know, the, the other teams coming in and we ended up getting drawn against Rangers at Ibrox. So we then had to play Whitehill Welfare uh, in a replay to decide basically who played Rangers at Ibrox. So... Uh, big massive win bonus for that, obviously. Because uh, <laughs> how much was playing, that? Uh, I'm to, I can't even remember. It was how long? What a fucking question! I'm sure it was about two grand a player or something like that. And that is obviously when I'm uh, still at uni. I was like, wow, this is incredible. What is even happening here? So um, thankfully, we beat Hill, uh, White Hill Welfare in the, the replay. So we got the, the chance to play at Ibrox, which was obviously. Probably my best experience in football, uh, playing at Ibrox. Who was um, playing centre-half for Rangers? Um, centre-half, let me think now, that would have been, I'm pretty sure that was that. It was Amoruso, and I think it was actually Scott Wilson. So they obviously knew they were playing a diddy team like Stenny, so they drafted in the reserves. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, to be fair, uh, Rangers, I think that was just when they came back off their, uh, their winter break and they actually fielded their, their, more or less a full-strength team. Um, so they had like, they had Stefan Givash who was playing up front, World Cup winner for, uh, for France at the time, Aye. Rod Wallace, uh, Van Bronckhorst. It was just an incredible team when, when Rangers were the proper outfit. Like, um, so that was a phenomenal experience, I think. We're no, still a proper outfit, mate. <laughs> well, I'm not too sure about that. Come on. <laughs> when they were a proper outfit. I mean, you're going to be pals. Yeah, I'm away. Sack ass. Here we are, Bob. Right, so lads, welcome to Stenny Daft. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, you moved that on to Alloa, obviously. You followed Big Terry Christie to Alloa after that. For, yep. As a record signing. Come on now, Hammy. Record twenty six thousand pounds. It's never been beaten at Alwa since. Uh, um, I still, obviously, football's totally changed since then. Um, there was a wee bit of money about then. When, it, when you say a wee bit of money, thirty thousand is obviously absolutely nothing. But um, Alwa had. Uh, I try to mind the boy's name. It was I think it was Martin Cameron who they had up front, and they managed to sell uh, sell him on. You went to St. Mirren. St. Mirren was it no? I thought it was Bristol City or something, was it or Bristol, Bristol City, aye. Rovers or something was it the boy, like that. The boy had played up front, wasn't it? Aye, so, aye, so aye, aye. I think they got about 100,000 for him, and um, obviously they were wanting to splash the cash, so they thought, big time, go, let's go for a wee hammy. Uh, <laughs> <Stenny>. <laughs> so, uh, yep, joined, uh, rejoined Terry Christie, and obviously Terry Christie brought kind of quite a lot of players uh, over face to Muir so there's a lot of faces that I kind of knew there so it was an easy easy move for me uh, when I went there So is this am I right in saying this is the first record signing we've had on the show? Uh, oh I don't know oh, Barry, I, Barry Ferguson? No No No, no. Uh, Oh I, it might be you know 
It might have There you go, eh? When you were playing at Alloa, you came up against Big Bobo Baldy, didn't you? When you played, uh, you played at Brockville against Celtic, didn't you? Uh, I do, considering I played with smaller teams, I do feel lucky in a lot of the teams I played. I've more or less played against every team in Scotland, you know, so got a chance to play against Celtic. Um, and it was that was that was a wee bit of a shame because obviously they had that's when they had again I would say their their best team that they've ever had be like Larson and uh, Sutton. Yeah, I don't know, mate. I think the Lisbon Lions were all right. Well, they, 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 were, <laughs> they were decent. No, I can mind them though. That's the thing. Um, I, I know what you mean. So, but they, they fielded a kind of no a reserve team, but a weaker team. There was guys like Petrov was playing. Obviously, he's a world class player. Um, but the majority of the players, it was like it was like folk like Steve Guppy and just folk that I wasn't really that interesting. So I was a bit ashamed, but they absolutely caned us 5 0. Anyway, so. Um, or a shite players still fucked us 5 0. It was like Jackie McNamara and boys like that. Obviously, they're still really good players, but. Um, but, mate, still, but playing Celtic, playing Rangers, that's, I mean, that's. I know. that's Big time, man. That's great. That's great experiences for you, man. It is, aye. It is. I was like, I wouldn't take back anything that I've ever done. Like, it was ten years of football. I could have maybe played a wee bit longer, but when I knew, like, I'd stopped playing, and there was like junior teams interested in that, I was just like, nah, that's no for me. You know what I mean? I've basically done everything I wanted to do, so I just kind of stopped. Aye. Stopped at that. Did you know any? Could have made a fair bit of money in the juniors. There was a lot of I money going about the juniors for a while. I know. I know. No, you're right. Aye, aye. Which I probably knew in hindsight. Probably should have done. <laughs> <laughs> did you get any good mementos or anybody? Did you get any anybody's jersey at Ibrooks at the games? Aye. <laughs> say that. Obviously, there was like loads of world class players playing in that game. There was Van Bronckhorst, Kincelska, Skivars. Like the, the list went on and on. And I was like totally chapping at the bit to get somebody's jersey. And uh, I actually came to the end of the game, and because Scott Wilson was marking me throughout the game, he actually came up to me at the end and goes, "You want my jersey?" And I was like, "Oh, fuck, why did it have to be you, mate?" So I couldn't really turn them down. You know what I mean? So um, I'm a Russo van Bronckhorst, but long story, I was Scott Wilson's jersey. I know. I know. That's absolutely gotten. Scott but, Wilson uh, didn't even want Scott Wilson's jersey. <laughs> Um, I've got the jersey up there in the in the room, like so. It's good. <laughs> Mate, you is, that, just... is, that, is that a draft excluder? <laughs> 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 brilliant, brilliant. I'm just trying. I'm just trying to hinky some of the other. Played against. Uh, played against Hibs. Um, trying to hink some of the boys. Scott Brown was at Hibs at the time. Never Steve heard was there. Uh, like a lot of really good players. And again, yeah. obviously, they absolutely trumped us as well. But yeah, I mean, look at... You scored, yeah. against Hart, you scored against Hearts and I remember That's I right, had, I, I, yeah. I had a tenor on you about 20 to 1. Happy days. Goal scorer. All my uni mates, all my uni mates had, uh, had, put, had put money on it as well. 20 to 1. And... Uh, who was it? I think it was Stephen Presley trying to pass the ball back to Auntie Nemi. And there was no way I wasn't getting the ball. I just absolutely legged it. And I nicked the ball right in front of the goalkeeper and just tapped it in. 
So um, that was like totally surreal. All the all my pals just uh, sitting in the stand there, and I could see them all. And I'm like, "What did I do now? Did I celebrate? Did I, so just went mentally. Absolutely incredible <laughs> scoring. So did that, mate. So did that. I bet I was a decent night out that night. That was incredible. I I can't obviously I can't mind any of it, but <laughs> they're the best ones, mate. Uh, I won the won the bottle of big magnum of champagne after the game as well, so that went down well. So what happened? What happened after? What, are you still involved in football in anywhere like that? No, um, no, not at professional level at all. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a teacher, PE teacher, um, so I do a lot of the, the kind of school football. Um, but out with that, I've not really got myself involved um, in any kind of coaching or anything like that. Get any names that could, you know, could potentially trouble the trouble the Scottish Premier League? No, no for my school, no. Well, Harry, thank you for getting us out a whole of the day. Uh, you've got Stephen Purden to blame for this, by the way. Absolute nightmare. Uh, as soon as you asked me, I was absolutely bricking it, like, and I was thinking, <laughs> I can't admit, I can't mind it. And this was twenty odd years ago. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Right, all your pint, mate. Thanks. Thanks very much. Hey, well, thanks a lot, mate. It was lovely coming on. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. Not at all. Cheers. Thanks. So there you go, boys. Off the mark with Alois Records. And very good point. The only record team we've had in the show. Off the mark. That's right. I'm going to get Odson Edward done next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get Tori Andre flown. I wouldn't be bored of that, Stephen. He'll just miss it. Hey! It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser. For your chance to win a case of beer, all you have to do is answer the question we put to you. Last week, we asked you who the only player to have scored the hat-trick in all of the English top flight leagues, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and for his country. Who was it, lads? It was Earnshaw. Robert Earnshaw, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, you need to guess the footballer and the clue is I scored 18 goals at Highbury. I've got a Premiership winner's medal and I'm still playing in the Premiership. Who am I? You can enter by commenting on the link in the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. You can get some free beer for Beer 52 as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. They theme cases every month with previous themes, including Germany, South Africa, Korea, and New Zealand. Um, all you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft, and we can sort you out with free beers if you just cover the 4 95 for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football... It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser. For your chance to win a case of beer, all you have to do is answer the question we put to you. Last week, we asked you who the only player to have scored the hat-trick in all of the English top flight leagues, the League Cup, the FA Cup, and for his country. Who was it, lads? It was Earnshaw. Robert Earnshaw, correct. Mm -hmm. Um, This week, you need to guess the footballer and the clue is I scored 18 goals at Highbury. I've got a Premiership winner's medal, and I'm still playing in the Premiership. Who am I? You can enter by commenting on the link in the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to Football Daft Pod. Winners must be over 18 and stay in the UK. You can get some free beer for Beer 52 as well. It's a monthly subscription service for beer which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. They theme cases every month with previous themes including Germany, South Africa, 
career in New Zealand. Um, all you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we can sort you out with free beers if you just cover the four ninety five for the postage. You normally get eight, but as you're a football daft listener, we'll give you two extra free beers. So that's a total of ten free beers for your isolation self-parties. So you just go to beer52.com forward slash daft, that's the word beer, and the numbers five and two dot com and get your first case of ten beers on us. Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Now let's welcome to the show a man who is not short of a winner's medal. With Celtic, he won five titles, two Scottish Cups and a League Cup. At Borussia Dortmund, he won a German Cup and a German Super Cup. And with Hibs, he won the League Cup. He was also on the Celtic management team that stopped Rangers doing 10 in a row. It's Murdo McLeod. Yes, Hello. come on, Murdo. How you Thank doing, you man? very much. That's a kind intro. Very kind intro to one of the very worst days of my life. And yeah. Bob's. I, 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 still, I still have nightmares about it. Do you want to know a secret, Murdo? See that day? That was the day that I had my first ever beer. Is that right? Aye. <laughs> Honestly, did, it was. Did you just have one though? Aye, because I get I get caught. <laughs> I, was only, <laughs> I was only thirteen or something. <laughs> that's, it, that's the day I had my first. I know I started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Coped. <laughs> Model, how are you coping with this isolation, carry on? I'm all right. I've got to say, it's, it's not been too much bother. The the weather's been great, so. I've, Mary and I's been able to get out, walk along the front in Helensborough. We bit of sunshine has been great. Mary, your wife's an your your wife, your wife's an absolute diamond. As I said, I've hung about with you a few times. I took you down to um, the set at River City. Do you remember that, that day? Right, one of the best days of your life. One of the best days of your it life. Was, <laughs> the only the only problem is we done the River City tour in Shell Football. Was not there? He was having a seek or something. But it's it was because we got gradles allowed in at River City, man. After he's shocking eight. Episodes he was in, that <laughs> hey, eight of the finest, eight of the finest. But no, it was good to see you, uh, you and the family get on uh, the, 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 the set and bump into Gary Sweeney, that, that's a big Celtic fan that was in River City and stuff like that. But aye, that was a really good day. Gary, I love that. I Well, it's, it's great when you get in there and you're, you're chatting away to the other guys that you see in the television and then you're chatting away about the football world as well because you're, you're, you're thinking, God, there's big Ranger supporters, big Celtic supporters in there. I think Grado was the biggest Ranger supporter about though. I don't know how I get in. <laughs> I don't know how I go to job because there's no money in there. But you, you, play a Celt- you play a Celtic fan on the show. That's the only reason I could get into the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Where do we want to start at Murdo's career? Where do we want to start? You started at Dumbarton, didn't you, Murdo? I did, I. I was, uh, when I was, what, 14, I was invited down to Dumbarton to start training. Uh, down there, and I was I was training with Rangers at the same time as well. What? And uh, there's Grado nearly fainted there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was training at Rangers, and when I was leaving school, I, I could assign for a few clubs, and I always said I was waiting till I was leaving school. And then Dumbarton, uh, Alec Wright phoned me up and said, uh, "Have you signed for us?" You'll play for the reserves tomorrow night at uh, Dens Park, and I'm thinking that's fantastic. That that's that's what you want. You wanted to get straight into the reserve team, and I signed for Dumbarton on the Sunday, 
and I played for uh, Dumbarton Reserves at uh, Dens Park when I was 16. And we picked up this guy called Whisby on the way up. And he came on the team bus and one of the older players and all that. And I didn't know who he was. And then we got up and I, he was taken off and I went on as a sub for him. And I didn't realise Whisby was Willie Wallace, one of the Lisbon Lions. Really? So that was, that was one of the highlights of my, my career and I didn't know about it. Wow. It's amazing. It was great. It's great when you, you know when you, you meet with people like that. People that uh, you know won won the European Cup and the players, fantastic players, and every one of them when you meet them over all the years, just fantastic uh, people to, to talk to. You know that they're, they're genuine guys. It's it's great inspiration when you can learn off them. Well, that's that's the thing. That, that, well, you'll not be happy, great Grado, but the first year at uh, Celtic, I mean, down to the last game of the season. And again, it was a, it was an old firm game. Aye. Rangers oh. needed one point for the treble that year, and we had to beat them to to win the league. Ten we men won the league. We won. We, we, we won the league with ten men. We only needed ten that night, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that isn't the game that's not recorded, is it? There's no one game. That's the one. Aye, that's the one. Is that, it? Uh, Good. Aye, I'm sure Mary Murphy with the members get ready. So that was that. That must have been like a helicopter Sunday back in the day, and all then. Oh, it was. I well, you didn't need a helicopter because we're both there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was. You no, know, you're 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 there in the really strong Rangers side, and we had a young side. You no, know, I was twenty. We had uh, Roy Aitken at twenty, George McCluskey twenty-one, Tommy Burns twenty-two, and Davy Proven. You no, know, a lot of young players in the team, and then Gosh. Johnny Doyle gets sent off just before half time, and. Everybody's thinking, oh, the heads are down, but we just pulled up the sleeves and went on and beat Rangers 4-2 that night. 4-2 with 10 men. Murdo, were you were you in the team when Johnny Doyle gets sent off for kicking the ball off the referee's face? No, I, I watched it on the television when I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I uh, knew right away it was a mistake because Doyle couldn't hit the ball to where he, he always thought he could hit it to. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you've got some. You've got some. Uh, your your Celtic career, five titles and open ten in a row. You really are must be one of like as, as told. Do you consider McLeod one of up there as one of the biggest Celtic legends? When you think well, his successes, not not just because he's he's successes, but I don't know if Murdo will remember this or no. Um, Celtic played Borussia Dortmund um, back in it was in Europe. Uh, I think it was about ninety two, ninety three. Um, and you were the ambassador for the both of the clubs, Murdo, do you remember? I remember, uh, well, can I just, just jump by a wee bit there? Because the year I left Celtic, mm -hmm. and I, I was away in the start of the new season, I was with Borussia Dortmund, and Aye. we were all in a training camp. And then after we'd been training, we trained twice in the morning, and at lunchtime, then it was came over the German radio. It was a draw for the European tournaments, mm -hmm. and then I'm standing standing there, and we're all waiting for the draw. And then it came up, Glasgow Celtic. So right away, I'm listening to who is it, and then we'll play Borussia Dortmund, and oh. that was it was unbelievable. It was really scary that uh, you no, know, I've just left Celtic after nine years at the club, and then the Dortmund going to uh, Glasgow and. Me taking all, all my, my my new teammates to Celtic Park and remember going out and then 
onto the pitch for my warm-up and the Celtic fans were singing my name and I was goosebumps. And then I remember the strange bit was in during the game and Celtic got a free kick from 25 yards out and all the jungle started singing Murdo Murdo because that's where I used to hit the, <laughs> the shots from a distance and all that kind of thing and it was great. And then Celtic ended up getting a late winner. Uh, Derek, Derek White, I think, scored the winner in the 90th, 90th minute. And Celtic won 2-1 and then the whole place, final whistle, and the whole place just started singing my name. And that was, oh. Goosebumps. Oh, Goosebumps. That, that must have been absolutely brilliant for a big Rangers man like yourself. You <laughs> <laughs> <New> wish, Credo. <laughs> oh, but, uh, getting back to what I was saying there, Murdo, right? Uh, Celtic drew Borussia Dortmund in the UEFA Cup. Right. And we had we had just put Cologne out, right? And then we, we drew Borussia Dortmund in the European Cup. Uh, sorry, the, the UEFA Cup. And um you were a you were a ambassador for both of the clubs at the time. And I travelled over uh, with the official party, the official Celtic party. Um I was on the flight with, with all the players and, and all the all the dignitaries and stuff like that. And you were on the flight with me and like basically me and my dad spent more or less a full week with you. Um, you took us to Dortmund Stadium and everything like that as well and uh, showed us around the trophy room and all of that. I don't know if you'll remember it or not. Do you know what? I've never crossed paths with you since, but I'd just like to say thanks because that's one of the greatest memories I've got with me and my dad uh, going not to great. any of the football gigs. But it was, it was amazing, man. Thanks very much. Oh, my That is a great story, yeah. too, by the way. Aye, so uh, once you, what was your what's your favourite memory uh, for your playing time at Celtic, Murdo? Uh, oh, my, my playing time, I think I would always look back. I, I've been fortunate over all the years I played at Celtic that there's so many highlights, no winning leagues and uh, scoring special goals. But I think I always look back to when the game we spoke about earlier on, the 4-2 game. When you're 20 years of age and you've just signed for Celtic that year and you score a screamer from 25 yards, top corner to beat Rangers, to win the league is very special. And it's, it's a game that most of the Celtic supporters are, that I bump into anywhere I go, anywhere in the world, and they'll always talk about that game. And the, the amount of people who were at that game was just amazing. And right. I, feel for, I feel for the ones, the Celtic supporters, who didn't get to that game that night and they would be sitting waiting to watch the game on television and as Gredo said, they went the television companies went and strike that night. Even the I think the corporation buses went and strike that night. So most of the Celtic funders had to walk home. Wow. So it was just an unforgettable night. I would I'd be some memory to have having actually been there. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, well obviously well, for yourself to have scored that absolute howitzer. But uh-huh. uh, just for have uh, been there would have been amazing. Aye, what about um, Murdo, nineteen ninety? You were, did you go with the, the Scottish World Cup team? I did. Aye. How was that getting called up for that? Was that that must have been a career highlight for yourself as oh, well? Was it that? Well, again, Greg, we're just talking about you know, your football highlights. Your, your highlight. I think you, you get so many if you know if, if you work hard enough over all the years and. Uh, to be part of the, the Scotland squad going to the World Cup in Italy and then I didn't play in the first game um, and then I played against Sweden in the second game and we beat Sweden that night which was a really special night for us 
And then the third game to qualify was against Brazil. And that's the night I don't remember much about the game. I get knocked Aye. out. Brian Connacht, you out really? with that. <clears throat> Aye, actually. I didn't know that. Talking was... about howitzers. Aye, I can't, but I can't really believe you flung your head in front of that one, Murdo. <laughs> what, a, what an effort that was, Jesus. Aye. I think it was about 30 yards out. And then when the ball hit my head, knocked me unconscious. And the ball bounced, its first bounce after it hit my head was in their half. So it must have been <laughs> some header, that one. Jeez, oh. So, Murdo, how hard was it to leave Celtic to go to Dortmund? And what made you do that? Oh, it's a, it's a long story. It's a, a story that, uh, no, over the years, uh, my contract was up that, that year and everything was getting sorted out and I was getting a testimonial at Celtic because uh, obviously I'd played nine years and then my next contract was going to be another three years. So that'd been 12 years at the club. So it was all about getting a testimonial. And then at the end of the season, after we started negotiations, everything was getting sorted out and testimonial was getting sorted out. And then it got put in the back burner because uh, something happened with Davey Hay, the manager at the time. And then uh, two weeks later, at the end of the season, Davey Hay said, the club are not going to give you a testimonial. And it, my first thought was, well, obviously you don't want me to stay. And uh, within the, that, that day, that obviously the press had found out about it. The press are putting it, I've knocked back my contract. And then over that weekend, I get, I could, and it was unbelievable. Uh, two uh, phone calls, one in the Friday, one in the Sunday. Two German agents had phoned me up. Would ask, would you like to go to come to, to Germany to play football? And I says, yeah, I'd be interested. And then uh, within a couple of weeks, I was over and I went to my fa- my family holiday, and I was invited over to Dortmund. Uh, to watch Dortmund playing against Frankfurt, last game of the season. Whoever won between the two of them get into the Europe. Dortmund beat uh, Frankfurt 4 nothing, And then uh, I signed for Dortmund at that time. And that was it. That was me. And it was, it was hard. It was to be at Celtic for so long. I always thought I was going to stay at Celtic for, and, no, it have been 12 years for the next contract. <laughs> so it wasn't myself at, I made that decision. It was kind of pushed in, into my face that I wasn't going to be at the club. See how when you were in Germany, I've wrestled in Germany right now, I think it's murder. See, try to get a feed. See, try to get a decent something to eat. So pieces and rolls and salami and all this. And <laughs> for nothing, there's nothing for miles. Maybe it's just the places I've ended up in, but see, for a scoff, it's a nightmare. How'd you go into that? <laughs> so breed. By the way, their, their cakes they make, they're fantastic. The bratwursts like are, are great. Well, that's the big long sausages. Aye. Oh, aye. You name nice. every day? No. <laughs> 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 I mean, German life, man. Get, here, I've got to test you. Ich habe einen Bruder, eine Schwester. You've got a brother and a sister. Tell you, they will done model one point. Here's here's one thing. There you go. But when I first went to Germany and then we're talking about where we're going to stay, and I was saying, Oh, I like a, a house with a garden. And then the, then 
this was put out in the newspapers that a house with a garden, and then people with a a, a garden plot, you know that they were phoning up and saying, McLeod can get one of my plots and that he can do the gardening for me and all that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the lion. So enjoy the sunshine and all that kind of thing. And, that, and then one time we were out in a place called uh, Beryl, which is about 25 minutes away from Dortmund. And we went out to the army camp there. So I'm in, at the army camp and, and we're playing a wee bit of golf and we're doing wee bits and pieces out there, just talking to the, the locals. And then it was uh, there was an estate agent there and he said he had a house and ended up going to this house. It was owned by a family called the Vimlers. And it was a massive big four bedroom with all the ground you can get and all this kind of thing. And we ended up staying there for the three and a half years we were in Germany. And we're still very friendly with the, the family. That was nice. You still, you still go back and forth to Dortmund? I do, aye. I was out, Gredo, uh, we were out at the end of last season. Uh, it was an anniversary when we, we won the German Cup, so we're all out. We were on the pitch before the game, and went went to the the Dortmund fans and everybody singing and just had a fantastic uh, day out. Seeing nice. all my old te- teammates, Andy Muller and Thomas what Helm. What a player he was, man! What a oh, wonderful player! Great pace, absolutely fantastic pace, and good football player. Brilliant. See how actually when you were you were in Dortmund, you were coming back to Scotland. You went to Hibs. Was there any uh, talk of you going back to Celtic? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it was uh, it's just Hibs uh, contacted me about coming back because the other team at, at the same time, Dunfermline, wanted to sign me just as a player, but Hibs wanted me to come back as uh, the assistant manager with Alec Miller. And that, that appealed to me an awful lot more than just being a player because I was going to be uh, the, the player assistant manager at Hibs. So that was really special for me. And Hibs, you know, it's a, a great club, big support as well. So that, that, that was uh, tempted me towards Easter Road before going to Dunfermline. Right. So that kind of started your, kind of, your way into management? It did, yes. I went to Dumbarton first. Uh, I was two years at Dumbarton as manager and oh. then I uh, got the job at uh, Party Thistle for two years and then assistant manager at uh, Rangers, uh, sorry, at Celtic <laughs> with. <laughs> I just used to see Gregor's face there. I used to see face. <laughs> <laughs> that was like that time. Remember, there was no, was, was, remember something happened with Kenny Douglas he was going to come to Rangers? For a, a cup a of scout. coffee or what? I that's what it was. That, kind of, that was a weird one. But anyway, you uh, end up back at Celtic. You're the, you're the assistant manager. What was it like? What, I mean, Toe probably went to ask us, but I'm going to ask you, but working alongside the likes of Larson and stuff like that must have been brilliant. Always. Obviously, we, we had one target. Do you know what I mean? Normally, when you go to a football club, you're always thinking, that's you there for, for four years, five years, whatever length of time and all this kind of thing. Grado, our target was stopping Rangers winning 10 in a row, mm-hmm. nothing else. Yep. If any cup was a bonus, we won the League Cup that year. We could beat in the semi-final of the Scottish Cup, but the most important thing was to, to win the league that year. And uh, no, the, the way that the team turned out, I think we made about 10 signings. We brought in Jonathan Gould and Larson and uh, Paul Lambert, Craig Burley. 
Who else Reggie, was there? Uh, Reggie Blinker. Reggie Blink Blinker came. Uh, mm -hmm. Just the, the team just fitted in, and then the, all the boys were told as soon as they arrived what they're what they're here for. Mm -hmm. This is because maybe if you're a football player and you're coming, you're thinking it doesn't matter what we do this season or as long as we have a good season. We had to, we had to win the league, and that was the most important thing. Could you see? Could you see any kind of weak links in that Rangers side that real in, in, in that year? Could you see any kind of heads gone down or like a feeling of like right we've got us? But well, well, Rangers Rangers had the, the opposite, or maybe they they they, 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 they thought they had that. They, they they were looking at it thinking, well, we've got nine in a row and we're we're the better team and all that kind of thing. See the new players that came in, Big Reaper was another one. The new players that came in to Celtic. But a wee bit unknown to Rangers. But, so Rangers would be thinking, with that team they had, uh, a really top-class team, they'd be thinking that they're going to win the league, they're going to win 10 titles in a row. So that was a massive year for Rangers. But whether they, 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 they looked at it... But when you look at the way it went back and forward the whole season, but Rangers Aye. were always kind of thinking that they're, they're going to win it. And then the, the way it turned out... for. To go to the last game of the season was really special for us. No, I'll never forget you. Alan Stubbs scoring that equaliser against his man. Do you know? Do you know what my abiding memory of that season is? Going to East End Park a week before we actually won it, and expecting to win it that week, and then Craig Falkenbridge puts that header in. How much? How much did that impact the squad? Murdo was it? You just kind of felt as if her name wasn't on the trophy that year. No, it was. It was still going to be very special for us because we 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 turned it around a wee bit and saying, by the way, there wasn't enough Celtic fans in the ground to see us winning, stopping ten in a row. We'll, we'll do it back at Celtic Park because uh, that, that that kind of lifted the players, knowing fine well that there's going to be a, a massive crowd at Celtic Park other than when they done filming. And I'll tell you now. If it was for me, I'd have taken any win the uh, league any place. Ah, you better yeah. believe that's it. That's the way. That's the way. Me and Grado feel in our day. We'll take it anywhere, Christ. <laughs> there's, a, there's a difference between you and us. We did win it. You're never winning it again. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you too long, obviously. Not happy with that at all. we don't want to keep you too long. Obviously, you've got things on and all that and stuff, whatever. But. We, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm getting at is, where do you make all this SPFL carry on? Well, I hear that Dundee now have, have agreed to it. So now it's all the teams in the, the out with the Premier League. They've got their, their, their histories have been made today. The, the, the teams at the top of the tables are winning the championships and the ones at the bottoms are, are going to go down. So... No, it's it's really difficult, I think, for you no know, football clubs just now. But if you're sitting top of the table and or you're sitting second top of the table and you're a point behind, you're desperate to, to go and beat your opposition, but now you've not got the opportunity to do it. So we've just got to sit back and wait to see what UEF I think have got to make a decision in the the Premier League in Scotland and uh, we've just got to sit back and wait for that. But I just you feel sorry for the teams that's going to go down or you feel sorry for the, the teams that's maybe got a chance to win the league. Rangers. 
<rire> non, les, les chances. Ah, <rire> 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 One of the biggest ones I feel is our producer there, Falkirk. I mean, they're sitting second, a point behind. They've got a superior right. goal difference. They're only a point behind Ray Rovers. I mean, that's you've got to feel heart sorry for them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that, that's what I'm saying. That's the teams you feel. They'd be thinking at the turn of the year, oh, we've still got a chance and everything's going well. And now all of a sudden, that chance is taken away from you. No, and it's, it's difficult because you've got, you've got to look at some point when we're going to start playing football again, even mm-hmm. if it's... Because uh, I, I always felt we could have played it towards the end of May, going, in, going, in, going into June, mm-hmm. and eight games, you could play it in three weeks. Aye. Behind closed doors, do you know what I mean? It's because you you could you could get Celtic play three games and then they've won the title, mm-hmm. and then you, the the top six can stop playing, and then the bottom six can can finish off their games because they, they they've not got then you've, what you've got then Murdo is you've got your European places and stuff like that to contend as well, so that could then go for the full season, you know, so. I get what you're saying there, but you can't just stop it once the league's won. You've got other, you've got other, uh, other positions to think of. See the things I, I had been thinking about the other, other things because obviously you've got Celtic will win the, the title, Rangers second for a, the European spot. Then you've got Motherwell and Aberdeen fighting away there. See when Celtic win the title, then it would have been whoever's third at that time. They would be the team that could get into Europe. But the bottom half, they've they've not got any European qualifiers, so they've, they they you can they can play all their games, they can play all their games out, because at right. some point people will say, but Celtic will only play thirty four thirty five games or something like that, and then the teams at the bottom are playing thirty eight games. But it doesn't matter because it's you're going to get the real winners for each of the the leagues. Mud, we'll see before you go, we've got the quiz, it's a 90 second quiz, but I'm just going to intro, is that alright if we date with you, Murdo? <laughs> if you give me the answers, I'll, I'll do alright. <laughs> so, right. every week, Murdo, on the Football Daft, we want to put our guest football knowledge to the test with our 90 second quiz, right? So there's right. a leaderboard, currently top of the leaderboard with 12 points, is Barry Ferguson. Right. We've got David McCracken, who's bottom with one. We've got Alan Archibald and Brian Prunty. They're on 11. Ian Murray's on seven. Lee Muller, Jordan Young and Bob Malcolm are on six. And Peter Lovenkranz is on three. So surely you can beat McCracken with one. <laughs> I you know what I mean? If I get you can't pass, right? You must give an answer. All right, Murdo? Right. right, producer John, we're putting 90 seconds on the clock. And your time starts now. Where do Wolves play their games, their home games? Molyneux. Who are the current World Cup holders? Oh. France. How many caps did you get for Scotland? 20. And what town do Rafe Rovers play? Kirkcaldy. Who is the current Celtic assistant? Um. Oh Christ. Let's go. Jesus Christ! Eh, uh, oh. Stephen Woods, but it's no Stephen Woods, he's the goalkeeping coach. <laughs> <laughs> what year did you win the League Cup with Hibs? 91. And what month did you make your Scotland debut against England? May. What club did Hibs sign Christian George from? 
Leverkusen. Who was sold from Motherwell to Everton for £1.2 million? McFadden. And what year were you Borussia McDormand formed? Uh, 2009. Uh, <laughs> 1909. Which club did Chelsea sell Eden Hazard to? Real Madrid. Stuart Petrie is the current manager of which club? Wraith Rovers. How much did you move from the Martin to Celtic for? 100,000. Who's your... Oh, oh, I, think oh, oh, oh no, I think you've done brilliant, big man. Murdo, I'm going to the one where you talked about Borussia Dortmund being formed. I think you might have been put halfway grado saying they were called Borussia McDortmund. Borussia <laughs> McDortmund. That's the McDonald's side. <laughs> hey, man. You done well, Murdo. John, what's the results? Right, Murdo, let's just go through the wrong answers with you. Um, you did really well there. So, uh, current Celtic assistant, that's where you stumbled first. It's John Kennedy. How could you get that rank, Murdo? Oh, no, I couldn't think he's... I was thinking of the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to You might correct us on this, Murdo, because Wikipedia say that you made your Scotland debut against England in October. Oh. No. Well, we get, we'll give Murdo the point. Give Murdo that one. I think we should give Murdo the point. Wikipedia. He'll know better than Wikipedia, so we'll give him the point for that right. one. Christian Doidge uh, signed from Forest Green uh, from Hibs. Uh, you got McFadden. Uh, yeah, Stuart Petrie's the current manager of the Montrose. Um, oh. So, totaling up your score, you got 10. ten. Oh! Not to the leaderboard. Here, here, here Murdo, I thought after that quiz you were going to end up after your nickname, Big Murder, Murder McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> but you done well, big man. Thank you very much. Murdo, Thank you for joining us, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on one of our favourite guests so far by far, big man. You still there? Right, I'm still here, aye. Right, cool. <laughs> Say thanks to us. <laughs> aye. So, all the best to you all. Have a great time. Right, cheers, Murdo. Take care. Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Hey, what a show, but boys. Yeah, I'll tell you something, but I've not seen Paul this quiet in a while, man. See when Murdo was there? He was on shape, wasn't he? Wasn't he? <laughs> That's you good, know, I just, I just like, to, I like to show respect to the people that deserve it. And do you know something? Do you know um, something? It was brilliant to have an ex-Celtic player on, man. I really enjoyed uh, that. Not just that, an ex-Celtic player, an ex-Borussia Dortmund, ex-Tibbs. And he's got one of the nicest wives ever. She's great. Shout out to his, his wife, Mary. She's an absolute diamond of a woman. I love having a wee uh, swally or two at certain events. <laughs> he's laughing at it. Yeah. I'm laughing at you. Uh, I actually, I go to events with Murdo yeah. and his wife. Yeah. If you could just get Giles to bring the car around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I, when I go to these events uh, you, with Murdo McLeod's wife, you know, I have uh, a yeah. swally in that, yeah. Right, trips. Right, trips. Enjoy yourselves. That was a good episode. I'll see you next week, you have. All right, guys. Stay safe, boys. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye